Hey everybody, I'm Bob Baker. We're here with Fareed Hawk, and um, it's been a while. Well, I've seen you just recently. Yeah, it has. Rocky Mountain Art Shop Festival. It's been a while since we've talked online here, though. Uh, since then, yeah. we we've also increased this to be a podcast. So I'm, I'm gonna do my little oh, ad nice. here. So um, if you like what we're doing here at JazzGuitarToday.com, please subscribe. It really helps us out. Like, share, follow, send us your friends. If you if you if you be digging on free do it then do it do it do it it really helps us out. Jazz guitar <laughs> is a small it's a small community and we need every one of you guys to to make anything work at all. And uh, we do appreciate it. We do appreciate it. That being said, Fareed, how are you, man? Other than you're high on man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm ex oh. medicines. <laughs> yeah it's been a it's been a, a a crazy time but a really good time yeah um this is kind of the quiet before the storm because uh i've recorded uh f almost four five different albums that we're in the process of mixing i'm doing uh sessions every day from home wow um, i got my home studio fixed up and i'm recording a ton there um and then uh garage mahal is back together with a new lineup and we're uh going out and recording a new album and so i'm revamping my my gear and and uh just just all kinds of good stuff it's it's been interesting how the whole getting off the road from being a sideman to being a leader <laughs> has transformed my enthusiasm for music <laughs> um, uh, yeah nothing against being a sideman it was a great gig you know you know, it's good to be king. Well, just have some agency. You know what I mean? Um, and it's surprising to me in this internet world, you know, that, you know, things change more quickly than they used to. You know, so you could, you could take time off. And every show that I've played recently has been sold out, packed, you know, gone into points. Yeah, um, so I'll just give you a little shopping list. Uh, I spent a couple of days in the studio recording uh, the long uh, prepared for record with uh, Paul Wertico and uh, Larry Gray on bass, trio record, that's going to uh, have a lot of these arrangements of Latin standards that I've been doing, um, as well as a bunch of original compositions, old and new, super uh, beautiful music and, and just a great sound from Paul and his new dream cymbals. You know, he's a cymbals guy. He's got all these great cymbal sounds and he's got a whole new thing going there. And a lot of these Latin standards are, are you know, songs that have been known in the Latin community forever, but it's almost impossible for Latin traditional Latin musicians, Hispanic musicians, to forget the corny, cheesy versions that they know, you know. And so a lot of them are very beautiful melodies with, with hip changes, but you just have to see them that way. In the same way that Miles saw so many cheesy American pop songs and song. Doing that, and it's it, they're just very nice, beautiful vehicles and very tuneful and very, very, very beautiful. Um, then we uh, spent a, a couple of days with the Chicago Immigrant Orchestra recording that album. 
at Steve Albini's studio in Chicago, and that that shit sounds amazing. Forty foot ceilings, you know, and we've got the band is fourteen pieces with Juan Pastor on percussion. We have Richard Christian on tabla, Paul Cotton on African percussion. We've got a Mongolian throat singer, Tamir Hargana, a, a, a Hindustani singer, Hitesh uh, Master. We have a, a Ruan player, Tuten Wu. We have, um, I don't want to forget anybody, C. Machel uh, from Armenia uh, uh, playing the bass. Um, and uh, of course, my co leader, Juanita Ruru, who plays the oud. And uh, Man, it's just a, a, a and Sarah Ranganathan on the, on the uh, vena, so it's a huge sound, and uh, and I was really concerned that we wouldn't, you know, be able to pull off a live recording, live in the studio. But it's a, a tennis a testament to these world musicians, you know, that they just know how to play together, you know, from any culture they come in and they know how to leave space. They know when to shut up, when to play, when it's time to solo. No egos. We change the arrangements a thousand times. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, let's do it that way. I don't care. Whatever. You know, people are propriety. I mean, it was just all of the things that become mountains in the jazz and pop world. Just we're just thrown away with, with joyous abandon. We were dancing and partying in the studio. <laughs> it was more about making sure that we had good food than worrying about the music. And uh, that's been super exciting. I think one of the things about the a more worldly attitude in in your music making is that you you kind of brought up seeing groove is essential, melody is essential, emotion is essential. Other elements are fluid. If the music works, there's a lot of ways you can do it. I think it's it's more related to the blues or funk mentality, where if the pocket is there and the feeling is good, the arrangement's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. It's not quite as fastidious and persnickety as you know we kind of get in the, in the Western world. I I totally agree um, with you. Um, what I notice is there's a um, there's a the 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 weave, if you will, is deeper and richer. Um, bringing all these can cultures be, together. Can be. We've got a guy from um, Canada, uh, myself, a couple of guys from uh, Africa, one's from Cameroon, one's from the Ivory Coast. And then mm. you get some, you know, it just, it's just, it's, um, I, I, I can relate to what you're saying in that little way, in my little, my little personal experience, you know, and I can only imagine what it's like with 14. Sure. That's got to be incredible. Right. And that's the, th I mean, that's the thing that, that has been a real education for me is to be in many, many situations. Um, and I also, I didn't mention that we have also two singers, a Persian singer, Sam Tahari, and a Nigerian singer, Ugochi Nuawugu. <laughs> uh, say that three times fast. Yeah. I was going to say. Uh, and it, it blows me away that we've done, you know, you know, a few handful of shows. We don't ever really rehearse except at sound check. Everybody learns the music in their own way and everybody waits for the most part. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when when it, it's right, they jump on in, you know. 
with both feet. There's not like a hesitation thing, you know? Yeah. And I'm just shocked at how much we could learn in the music education world from that approach to playing because I think because they weren't necessarily raised in a classical formal, you know, even the, you know, wind ensemble and marching band and all that kind of stuff where don't listen, don't react, just play the dots. Right. <laughs> that takes us, that takes 10 years away from your musical learning, you know, because <laughs> for 10 years you're told, Hey, everything you feel about music, that's wrong. <laughs> you're not taught to listen. You're not taught to interact for, for you know, for the time you're, I don't know. It's another discussion, but no, it's, it's, um, it's anyhow, uh, I go ahead. For people listening no, I mean, to us, uh, we're, we, we have an unusually long delay and that's why we're talking over each other. So try to be patient as, oh gosh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I'm, I'm trying to let people know who are listening to this, that there is an unusual delay sure. and it's, it's difficult to, to coordinate. So go. Um, so the other album I did, um, and I'm doing a few more, is uh, is some classical stuff. I finally acquired a, a beautiful 1962 Ignacio Flate guitar that's kind of like the Stradivarius of guitars. It's what John Williams played on all of his classic albums. And uh, I had arranged uh, the etudes for the left hand by Camille Sanson, uh, 23 etudes by Federico Mompo, and... Uh, and got in the studio and just knocked those out. And now we're, you know, putting those albums together, audio, uh, audio and video. So those will be coming out. And that's a huge, a huge heart project, passion project. I don't really expect it to be anything other than that. But it's amazing music. And, and uh, with this amazing guitar, uh, the Flayta guitar is, is very unusual because it is... Uh, very guitaristic and yet more musical. You can play it hard, you can play it soft, you can play really bright on it. It has great sustain, but not at the expense of articulation, which I think in all guitar world, if you have an instrument that has great sustain, usually it has less articulation, less attack. Flayta somehow has figured out what it is 70 years, 60 years ago now, sustain, have variety and a lot of the music that I'm recording is impressionistic. So you need all that variety to make it come to life. So it's just been, I mean, I, I probably I've owned the guitar for a year and I've probably switched strings and nuts and uh, bridges on it like 12 times. And it's finally got it to where it's like speaking right. Cause it's such a delicate balancing act to get the tensions right on an instrument like this. Sure. But when you get it right, man, boom. Just the sound is incredible. <laughs> just, just like I want to pee my pants every time I play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't do that. <laughs> no, so you've got you four know. or five recording projects coming out. You're going to be doing some touring with some of this. And um, yes, and you're uh, you're rocking and rolling. I mean, you're you know you're got stuff going on. It's tremendous. Yeah, it's it's been. It's it's been interesting. I I, I you know I, I'm just surprised at 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 how all these things are are, are coming together. Uh, the Caseus record did very well. Uh, I I 
did it on my own, you know? And so I, I say this to encourage others to, to, to embrace the, the power, what little agency and power the new world of, of, of music industry has provided us. It's, I, I mean, I don't say this as a brag, it's not really that big a deal, but I call the radio stations myself with a little bit of help from some folks. And my check went from $300 a month to $2,500 a month. Wow. I did that myself. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make a living on that maybe, but it it's a huge inspiration to say, well, if I had my shit even more together, what could I actually accomplish? You know? Right. And, uh, so there's a lot of sob stories out there about the music industry, and I think they're correct. I think Spotify is not our friend, and I think there are a lot of problems out there. But would you be willing? Would you be willing at a at a different time, maybe in a week or two, to um, do a little interview talking about the process of of how to monetize better your individual projects? That's a big deal. What you just talked about right there, that's a big deal. And I don't think a lot of people It is a big deal. And that's what I don't think a lot of people know what to do. Um to because yeah. you know, three hundred to twenty five hundred is you know, that's a that's a giant, giant jump. And you know, twenty five hundred bucks right. a month right. to to some people, that that's a that's a that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to me. Yeah. And, and it, it, I mean, it, it was a lot of money. It's a lot of money to me. I don't, I don't mean to, 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 you know, I, I guess what I meant to say was um, I, I also don't know if I'm going to get that next month. You know, it's not like a predictable well, so thing, what? but, but if I had uh, more product right, and a better, so I'm happy to do this, you know, at least let people know what I'm doing, which, um, so I have three or four artists I've produced, a couple more coming my way. Right. What I've noticed is I have one artist who was really proactive about social media performances, mm -hmm. hit the charts, mail money coming in. Another artist proactive about social media, but not proactive about performances. Eh, mezza, mezza. Yeah. A third artist, virtually no social media, no performances, fantastic music, really sounding great. Probably of the three albums, the most detailed, well-produced, uh, heartfelt, uh, and th you know, careful production, and yeah. like basically no presence. It, it's you unfortunate. Got to do the work. You go ahead. Most of the, most of the guys women that I know that are in the arts, you know, I'm talking about, you know, painting, drawing and all that kind of stuff that, that make a living touring their art, doing all the art shows and all that kind of stuff. You know, they say that, unfortunately, that 90% of their time is spent marketing, 10% of their time is spent creating. And they don't like it. But if they want to stay in the world of art, you know, they have to do that. Otherwise they won't be able to earn enough money. And, um, you know, and, and if you're gonna, 
if you're going to be in the music business and not not just a musician um you know for your own you know for you and some friends and some guys down at the pizza place or the local bar you know you have to you have to come to the reality that it it is a, it is a business and that you have to get good at that and it's not it's just part of part of the the, the whole thing um if you can't afford somebody to do it for you um which none of us can you know really um you know like you know you have to do it right. you have to learn it and do it yourself and um i think it's a i think that's that's a big yeah and, and i and i have to say that it, it it hasn't been like some kind of like i don't have any special secret and i am not uh gifted in 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 all of this stuff i i, I do the best i can it's not great i can do it better but the point is what i'm seeing is that it made a difference absolutely and just knowing that it made a difference inspires you to say well if it made a difference and i didn't really bust my ball, yeah. bust my ass doing it well maybe i'll be a little more organized on the next one we know, have a the um... next one and then the next one in. I'll do a little bit of a uh, an advertisement here. We have a program uh, where you can have banner ads really, really inexpensively every month. Um, you know, twenty five hundred banner ads. Oh for, wow! For very, 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 very low cost, and uh, we're providing that to luthiers and to some artists that have product that they want to get people to know about. And of course, it's a targeted audience. You know. Mm who we deal with so um yeah. as something that people out there that want to get their product known and, and more out there to the target um you know it's it's um it's just it's just available to you so you know that's, uh, that's good one of know. the things i want to get back to your your playing um you know i mean you worked with sting <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, that was fun yeah, I, I can only imagine. I mean, you know, I mean, I, you know, you, you're, um, you know, you spent time there with Jack Peterson down in Texas, and then, yeah, finished up with. You and know, he's classical. still playing. Oh yeah, classical classical uh, guitar, and you know, and you're, you know, every time I hear you play, I, I um, my jaw drops, because you really you play your ass off. But you, um, you know, your demeanor is of, of one of which is is of that of an intellectual and an academic. Um, and I think that people don't. I think that some people don't really understand that that that's just part of your personality. The other part of your personality is the the heartfelt artist and um, and the amount of power that you have when you put that guitar in your hands is it's it's pretty incredible so even though we're sitting here discussing you know some of the protocols and toiletries and academics etc around the music business i don't want people to lose sight of the fact that you're one mfr of a guitar player <laughs> and um and thank and, you brother when you i appreciate four, that man you, got... you know what what's been go ahead What's been interesting is, you know, I think starting, to, you know, to be more of a, of a of a leader, and focusing on that has has encouraged 
a, a more artistic approach and rekindling garage mahal is huge i i, I spent last night digging through some uh my halloween costumes that i did as garage mahal i did one halloween as the illinois enema bandit i did one halloween as crisco the clown i did one halloween as robo funk man they're on facebook so go check it out somewhere um i'll send you the pictures if you want to share them but they're freaking hilarious uh i was illinois enema bandit because i'm from illinois and so yeah. was the illinois enema bandit and and I actually got a whole like Wee Willy Winky costume on and uh, a, uh, an enema bag that I took on stage with me, but I filled it with hot chocolate. Oh, you're nasty. And I would walk around to the audience and be oh. like, does anybody want an enema? Would you like an enema? Then I'd squirt a little hot chocolate in my mouth. And of course, it, everybody had something else in their mind. So it was a uh, oh, very, very... Uh... <laughs> and then I, when I was Crisco the Clown, I, I took a bottle of Crisco, emptied it out and put soap in it, cleaned it really well, and then filled it with white wine. Oh, So it looked just like Crisco, but then I would be chugging it on stage and it was hilarious we did all kinds of crazy shit and 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 i, I you know i'm a pretty crazy motherfucker on the other side of things <laughs> and uh it's nice that garage mahal is going to be going back we're going to play some uh jazz clubs we're making the new album and uh i just ordered a new guitar uh that i've been wanting to get back in my arsenal uh one of those ibanez uh, uh artists that yeah. from the the 70s yeah remember those uh, the bob weir model with the crazy scroll on the neck made yeah. of ash so it's like an l5s made of ash instead of made of maple so it's a little warmer a little sweater mm -hmm. and uh just tremendous and so uh, super, when when will we see on, some so. artwork on your on the covers of these new projects all of them are going to be on vinyl and um we're actually starting to work on the artwork you know, right away, we actually have a garage ball has a, uh, a, a kind of a, I don't want to say manager, but a, a someone who's helping us out with social media and stuff. And they're in uh, production of art. And so they're setting up photo shoots and all kinds of that good stuff. So uh, in the next cycle, I've kind of taken a little moment, a breather to get all these things in a row, get the art done. And, uh, so, and when they're available, where, where when they're available, where will people go to um, to purchase? Uh, they'll go to Bandcamp. They'll go to my website, and they'll go to the Homegrown Music Network. Absolutely great. Um, and uh, and again, everything is going to be digital download and vinyl. So vinyl has been flying off. I just can't believe it. You know. Um, it used to be back in the day that a big portion of your gig income was the CD sales, you know, right? that covered your hotels and, and gas and stuff, meals. Sure. That just kind of has gone away. Uh, but the vinyl is bringing it back. I, I only made a few vinyls, a couple, 300 of the Caseus record. And uh, again, I'm producing, uh, working with Frank Catalano on an album. Yeah. I'm uh, working with uh, the Garage Mahal album. And of course, that Blue Guitars project is, is in process. Bless you, my friend. I will catch up with you later. Thank you so much. It's Bob Baker for Jazz Guitar Today with Fareed Hawk.
one of the great humans, one of the great guitar players, a friend. I don't even know where to go beyond that, brother. See you later, pal.